I'm going to do my usual now. <clears throat> Bring us something completely random. Oh, I'm excited. Um, Go for I'm it. Go- <laughs> I'm going to attempt. <laughs> I'm going to attempt to condense the content of two published academic papers now, uh, somehow. Now, many of us will know in teaching that we are trying to move towards becoming a sort of research-informed, evidence-based, master's-level, highly academic profession. You know, we call our school experience placements here on our programme clinical practice. You know, we talk about research-informed clinical practice. We talk about clinical reasoning. You can't get away from the sort of medical overtones of that that kind of um, phrase. And... Of course, this sort of idea of going for research informed, you know, that can sometimes be a little bit caricatured. People are not always necessarily completely convinced that it's it's great. You know, they, they think that perhaps that means we get to exclude the common sense of, you know, long experience in the classroom and all that kind of thing, which clearly we don't. Um, so I just thought I'd bring you two articles from the British Medical Journal, which... <laughs> <laughs> which kind of uh, illustrate the point that's being made here because of course, cause of course the medical profession has had a lot longer at being um, you know evidence-based and, and research informed and all that kind of thing that we have so they have had time frankly to um, completely satirize it uh, and have loads of fun with it so <laughs> so perhaps there is a connection here we can just take a cautionary moment as we as we listen to me attempt to praise these two academic papers um, so that we don't go sort of too far into a kind of crazy world where where we only do things if they are informed by research-based evidence. So here we go. This is the the first article was published in uh, 2000 and, uh, 2003. Yep, that's it. I had the wrong one in front of me. The first one was published in 2003 um, and it's entitled Parachute Use to Prevent Death and Major Trauma Related to Gravitational Challenge. Systematic Review of Randomised Controlled chi- uh, Trials. <laughs> And what they say in their introduction is this. The parachute is used in recreational voluntary sector and military settings to reduce the risk of orthopaedic head and soft tissue injury after gravitational challenge, typically in the context of jumping from an aircraft. The perception that parachutes are a successful intervention is based largely on anecdotal evidence. Observational data have found their uses associated with morbidity and mortality due to both failure of the intervention and other complications. In addition, natural history studies of freefall indicate that failure to take or deploy a parachute does not inevitably result in an adverse outcome. We therefore undertook a systematic literature review of randomised controlled trials of parachutes. So, (laughs) So off they go and they sort of describe their methods of their literature search all very seriously and then their results is a single sentence it says our search strategy did not find any randomized controlled trials of the parachute so off they go in their discussion then they say well it's often said that doctors are interfering monsters obsessed with disease and power who will not be satisfied until they control every aspect of our lives it might be argued that the pressure exerted on individuals to use parachutes is yet another example of a natural life enhancing experience being turned into a situation of fear and dependency the widespread use of the parachute may just be another example of doctors obsession with disease prevention and their misplaced belief in unproved technology to provide effective protection against occasional adverse events and they go on to then say we only have two options the first is that we accept that under exceptional circumstances common sense might be applied when considering the potential risks and benefits of interventions 
The second is that we continue our quest for the holy grail of exclusively evidence-based interventions and preclude parachute use outside the context of a properly conducted trial. The dependency we've created in our population may make recruitment of the unenlightened masses to such a trial difficult. If so, we feel assured that those who advocate evidence-based medicine and criticise use of interventions that lack an evidence base will not hesitate to demonstrate their commitment by volunteering for a double-blind, randomised, placebo-controlled <laughs> crossover trial. <laughs> At which point, in 2018, they then came back with another article. Parachute wow. use to prevent death and major trauma when jumping from aircraft. Randomised controlled trial. <laughs> so... <laughs> Can't wait for this one, can you? <laughs> Who do they use? <laughs> this is this is what we will find out. So this is this is a fantastic article. I really enjoyed reading this. Um, they have actually conducted a randomised control trial. The objective to determine if using a parachute prevents death or major traumatic injury when jumping from an aircraft. And off they go, you know, explaining all their study protocol. You know, they, they found people sitting in aeroplanes and they sort of asked them whether they were willing to jump off the aeroplane, you know, with something on their back, which may be a parachute or might be an empty backpack. And, oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> How did they get ethical approval for this? <laughs> well, unfortunately, it's quite a, quite a long paper. But you can see I've got a little, little diagram there where they can show the people getting screened out and all that kind of thing. So um, we find the results here. Parachute use did not significantly reduce death or major industry injury. Interesting, you think? Well, so <laughs> then you actually go into their, their kind of details of their study and you, you read all the things that they did. Um, and what you find out is that basically they were, they were finding people seated on an aircraft. And when you dig into the actual detail, the only people who agreed to be enrolled on the trial, uh, all the people that were sitting on a jetliner 30,000 feet above the ground refused. And all the people that were sitting in a light aircraft 0.6 metres off the ground, as I'm showing you a picture <laughs> from the uh, article, agreed to take part. And so uh, we have all these kind of wonderful little bits where they, they sort of put this all in statistical language. Um, they point out that um, the participants in the study, the ones who actually took part, were similar to those screened but not enrolled with regard to most demographic and clinical characteristics. However, <laughs> participants were less likely to be on a jetliner and instead were on a biplane or helicopter, 0% versus 100%, were at a lower <laughs> mean altitude, 0.6 metres versus 9,146 metres. <laughs> That. And we're travelling at a slower velocity, naught kilometres an hour versus 800 kilometres an hour. <laughs> so then they say, we have performed the first randomised clinical trial evaluating the efficacy of parachutes for preventing death or major traumatic industry, uh, injury. Our groundbreaking study found no statistically significant difference in the primary outcome between the treatment and control arms. <laughs> Our findings should give momentary pause to experts who advocate for routine use of parachutes for jumps from aircraft in recreation or military settings. Should our results be reproduced in future studies, the end of routine parachute use during jumps from aircraft could save the global economy billions of dollars spent annually to prevent injuries related to gravitational challenge. <laughs> oh my goodness. So it's that loads of wonderful. fun, but they are making quite a serious point there that we yeah. have to be very, very careful when we read the headline results of an academic study. And we also, I think, probably need to have a little bit of pause and consider whether perhaps uh, common sense might be the right way forward when considering an intervention, whether we are a doctor or whether we're a teacher. Totally agree. What's the educational equivalent to a parachute then? <laughs> there we go. Right in answers on a postcard. Wonderful. Really enjoyed that. Fantastic. Okay.
Wonderful. I don't know how I'm going to follow that. <laughs> You've kind of stunned me there. <laughs> stunned you, yeah. That is an excellent contribution. It's a good paper. It's worth reading the whole lot, actually. It's very, very funny. I, I mean, how did you even stumble across these? Do you know, I stumbled across it months ago and I intended to use it in a light episode and then promptly forgot. I, I've been meaning to bring it to one of our light episodes for, oh, I don't know, the best part of the year now. And I just keep forgetting. So oh, well, it was well worth the wait. That was cracking. Oh.